What's up, everybody? This is Society of Kingdom Minds, and we are live. This is work three. Uh, we're being broadcast all over the world on the Live Mono Worldwide Network. We are so blessed to have each and every one of you join us. We are in for a treat today. My friend Caroline is back. Dr. Ruth is in the house. Pastor Carlos and Dr. Guy Henry. This is Society of Kingdom Minds. Welcome back, everybody. So good to see your beautiful faces again. Wow. How's everyone doing? Great. Good. Great. That's all you got? Great. Great. <laughs> how about fantastic? Fantastic works. Pastor Carlos, how you doing? I just, I just blessed, brother. I was waiting for this meeting. I love hearing every one of you. It's a lot of... A lot of good things uh, in my life. Uh, you are sowing in, in my heart. Thank you. Beautiful. Dr. Ruth, you're looking dapper and gorgeous today. Good to see you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Oh, you sound great. Awesome. Awesome. How are you all doing? Well, we've got a wonderful, we've got a blessed, and we've got a good. And I'm fantastic. So. Oh, I'm fantastic. <laughs> My mind is blessed. My money is blessed. My seed is blessed. I'm proclaiming it keeps happening for me. Everything that God has predestined for my life, I am on target. And I declare and decree that over you too as a prophet of the Lord. Hallelujah. I receive Dr. Henry, we're going to let you kick it off today, my man. All right. Well, it's good to be here, man. I'm Really bummed that I missed last week. I mean, I really thought about you while I was on the plane and uh, watched the replay. It wasn't the same as as being here, but that's great. At least I couldn't make any verbal mistakes that way. So <laughs> that's good. it's good to be we're here. We're going to have a talk, Dr. Henry. <laughs> okay. Gonna... You always keep telling me that. but um, Okay, we're going to, you know, obviously we're going to keep talking about mission today. But if you let me, I want to open with a statement. Um, you know, just to kind of keep us, I, I, this came to me just very recently, um, you know, this week. And I just really want, and I think it really brought me back to center, if, if you will. Um, you know, we cannot fix people. All we can do is love them. And I think sometimes, you know, in leadership, no matter who we are, we fall into the trap because society, I think culture has somehow maybe religious culture more than anything has given us this concept that as leaders, we're supposed to have the answer or we're supposed to solve problems, but we can't fix other people's problems. All we can do is, is love them. And that opens the door to allow, you know, God to, it's, you know, otherwise it's kind of like trying to pry open the petals of a flower because we want it to bloom right now, you know, but everything has, you know, we can provide the environment, the, the, Everyone is going to develop their time um, and in their own way. So, talking about getting on mission and, and being in mission, just wanted to go. I don't know if anybody want to follow up with that before we get going, or if that resonates with anybody, just to kind of a, keep us, you know, a little bit on center. Well, well I, you broke. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Dr. Ruth, you go ahead. 
I was just going to say that you broke up a lot, but you were kind of in my podcast. Um, we can't fix people. I mean, the scripture tells us that that Paul planted, Apollos watered, God supplied the increase. And so a person has to choose life that they may live. They have to choose. So all we can do is present the information and the example before them of how they should walk. And I love this scripture that says he makes all things beautiful in his time. So when a person chooses life that they may live, eventually the choice that they make will become manifested and evident to everyone else that they made that choice. So we're presenting information. That's what we're doing. Yeah. It's on them. I want to add to that um, the original statement about not fixing people. You also can't the effort that we spend as believers trying to woke people and trying to wake them up to our side or what our opinion of truth is, is only causing more hurt and more divide. Mm. We can't speak to other people's circumstances. We can only speak on our own. Our, we can share our testimony and whoever it impacts is who it impacts. But to give our opinions about what's right, what's wrong and what's true that I, we, I think it leads us, especially as believers, into dividing more than uniting. And so that I, I just, you know, I, I'm really, really having to practice keeping my opinion to myself because I, like everyone, have opinions. And, and I, I'm convicted by some of my opinions. But I also recognize, especially getting to work in the inner city here in Minneapolis, that woking people is only going to cause more harm and I can't speak to other people's circumstances. You know, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but just hearing something that you said, Joshua, you know, the Bible tells us as believers that we're not to judge the world. What they do is going to judge them. We're mm. to judge each other. We're to judge each other. We're to speak on each other's fruit. You shall know a tree by the fruit it bears. If it quacks, it's a duck. If it's red and juicy and seeds in the middle, it's an apple, ten times out of, nine times out of ten. So when we're out there speaking our opinions, that's wrong. We should be speaking only what the word of God says. And from there, they make their own, they make their own assumptions or conclusions. So if mm -hmm. we speak the word and we walk and live what we're speaking, then it's on God. Again, he's supplying the increase. We just lay it out there. That's right. Beautiful. Carlos, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, at this point, uh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm learning. Uh, thank you. God bless you. Caroline, what about you, my friend? One of the things that's coming to my mind in terms of free will is that I remember when Jesus Christ was on the cross and, mm -hmm. and, and, and he, was, he was letting go of his, his godliness, uh, his, his God, his God um, power. And he was there as a human being dying on the cross for us. Otherwise, he couldn't have redeemed us if he had the power to heal himself or untie himself from the cross. And mm. it tells me something about what God expects of us as his children when we are in a situation where he's calling us to stand, speak the truth, 
but not there in a manner of trying to fix someone else, but letting them have the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. We give it to them, but God works through them to give them the discernment and divine wisdom to judge what is right, what is not right for themselves. And so what I see here is, and this is something that I believe many young Christians struggled with because they know the truth and they sometimes bombard other people with what they believe to be the truth, but not understanding that the people we are speaking to may not know this truth because there are levels of truth. You know, when you speak about the word of God, there are levels, there are depths. So someone who has just heard for the first time and someone who has grown and studied the word and understands it and has had a personal revelation, understand it from a different perspective. And so trying to fix somebody based on the knowledge and understanding that we have and not knowing who they are, where they come from, their background, to me is not godly or biblical because I didn't see Christ trying to fix people but he, he listened to them, he understood them, and then he spoke to them based on their background or situations or whatever it is that was going around them to help them to understand at their level. And this is something that I believe as Christians, we, or as believers or people in the kingdom, uh, or people who are wanting to bless other people with the good news, is that we fail because we hmm. fail to understand other people, where they're coming from. Ooh, all of that's so good. <laughs> all right, let's get into this. Dr. Henry, do you want me to kind of usher it or do you want to do it? Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure. What do you. Uh... <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll read it because I have it in front of me here. Okay. All right, so we're focusing on mission and mentoring. So let's talk about mission. Have you okay. ever asked, and we've all asked this question, what is my purpose? What is my mission in life? You aren't alone. Many people go through life feeling discouraged about themselves and thinking they don't have a purpose in life, but that's not true. Whoever you are, whatever your life experiences, talents, physical ability, or role, you have a mission. That's this right. Bible verse is very- right. What? Yeah, go ahead. You're the boss. Um, that's last week. It is? Yeah. 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 It was so you good. Me, I was you, want me you? <laughs> you want me to get this he for said you? I think that's what you sent me. <laughs> uh, if I did, then that was my mistake. I'm gonna I, I feel like blaming somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's the human nature right there. <laughs> Let's and that, <laughs> speaking of mentoring, <laughs> not a good mentor thing to do. Um, today, I want to talk about um, a few of the ways that we can use to discover, um, you know, a fresh look at our mission or even a fresh mission, if you will, for our life. And the reason I kind of want to say fresh mission is because one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently is you know, mission and vision, they, they kind of work together, hand in glove, in the sense that 
when we have a mission, it's out there. It's something we want to attain. But like anything that's out there in the distance, as we get closer, we can see farther. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, and so um, as we get closer to what we saw was our mission, we begin to see that that was only that one part of the process because now we can see further than what was the end then. As we move forward, I don't know if I can make this work, but as we move forward, so does our horizon. And so our mission becomes, wait a minute, it's bigger than I thought. There's more that I can do because in this process of attaining this level of understanding and knowledge and, 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 and wisdom, as it were, I can see that there's more out there. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Absolutely. So I want to say, let's find ways that we can kind of discover a fresh mission as, as we're, because how are we ever going to get to mentoring others when we get stuck in our own mission? Oh, wow. You want to take that off or you want to keep going? How about, how about, uh, maybe I, I, I don't understand. Uh, if uh, for me, when I have a vision, and the mission is uh, the process I follow to get uh, to the to the vision. Uh, so, for me, it's that getting closer is not to the mission; it's to the vision. And uh, you getting closer to the vision is gonna be more detailed and gonna amplify my missions. Uh, that's kind of uh, that's my concern about uh, you. Put, you put it up the the mission is gonna expand or the vision is going to expand and your mission is going to be wider. Correct. Because our perspective will increase. It's kind of like getting in the car and going down the road. When we get to as far as we can see when we're here, as we're moving, it begins to open up. I can see uh, not further, but clearer. And what was the end game is now beyond what it was at one point. Does that make sense? So yes. if that's our vision, our mission is going to do the same by defect. In other words, what I thought I could do, I realize now I can do more. Good. Thank you. Um, because I think a lot of times we, we will, if we ever get to a place where we have achieved our mission, where do we go from there? So I believe it's always a continually growing, what more can we do as we continue to move forward? And it's just like um, Caroline, is that your name? Said, yes. nice to meet you. Um, nice. <clears throat> you know, uh, as we are understanding our depth of truth, the things that we begin to have revealed to us is added to us. It, it kind of adjusts our DNA. And so our mission can become Further, wider, deeper. Any any other anybody want to follow up with that? Yeah. What, what, help, help me. Am I making sense, Joshua? No, you're making perfect sense. I and I like it because we really. I, all I all I keep feeling is when you when I'm hearing you talk, is we all give get these individual purposes. And but yet we don't complete our purpose or we don't fulfill our purpose without anyone else. And how do we? But one of the things as leaders, as we step into our purpose, and we're all leaders, we're all leaders, we're all given Absolutely. the ability. 
But along the way, we have to be, we have to share what we know. We have to share our knowledge. And that's what allows us to grow, expand our team, build out our foundations. And mentorship plays such a huge role in that. And I mean, like, I, it's so easy, like for me, like especially me, I, I, I love to go at things alone. It's just, it's a, it's a safer, more comfortable environment for me to be alone. But at the same time, I can only go so far alone. And part of my duty and part of my responsibility outside of sharing my testimony is to mentor and to teach. Even though reluctant, I mean, I'm having to really work on my heart about it because I struggle with it. Personality conflictions, things like that. But it's so essential. And when I don't, when I, when I think of it more as mentorship and not coaching, not teaching, it kind of flips my perspective on it. And it, it makes me more willing and more open to do it. Does that make sense? And maybe a little more responsible, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because it's easy, if you will, to stand and teach somebody something and say this is the way to go. But if you're walking it with them, we're exposing our own tendencies, weaknesses, and, you know, we have to be real. That's where the relationship comes in. That's right. And Jesus was real. He, you know, he not only told it like he was, but he let people see who he really was. When he had pain, you know, when he felt sorrow. And so, you know, when he was vulnerable, we don't like to show our vulnerabilities. But when we're mentoring somebody, we're so connected to them that we, we have no option. Mm -hmm. I love that. Caroline, Dr. Ruth? Um, I was just going to say, so I keep hearing the scripture, Amos 3, 3, Hawking 2, walk together except they agree. So the walking together is the mission. Um, that's the mission. Jesus prayed. He said, Father, I wish that they would become one even as you and I are one. That was the mission uh, of, uh, for the church at that time uh, his mission for the, for us as the church to become one, unified, one mind, one heart, one one vision. And so Habakkuk two and three write the vision. The ultimate goal is the vision. What are we working towards? So the so our path may change at any given point, or the the way we get there, and it has to change with the times. That's why Paul said, "I became all right. things to all people right. that I may right. win some." So you we have to, to change. Yeah, we can't ride a horse and buggy to to get from Texas to Europe. It's not going to happen, right? Um, so you have to find different mediums. So I may take a plane, a train, or you know whatever to get there now. Whereas two hundred, three hundred thousand years ago, I wouldn't have done that if you know there was you know geographical locations the way they were using the, your same example of geographics. And so when I think about that, um, that's what helps. That's, you know, and even along with your mission, sometimes you'll pick up other people and that you'll exchange them during the course of the time. I'm not trying to. This is just what I'm hearing right now. No, no. We're going to cover that. That's great. <laughs> this is just what I'm hearing right now because I'm trying to, I'm trying to fuse them together. Um, and one thing I was thinking about last week, every mentor is a coach and a counselor, but every coach and counselor is not a mentor. 
Yeah. At some at some that's point, that's at some point, you're gonna stand along the sidelines and you're gonna ask Johnny, Johnny, do you want to win this game? That you're coaching. Johnny, do you want to win this game? Right. Johnny, right. Johnny is saying, Yes, I want to win this game. Well, Johnny, how are you gonna win this game? I'm gonna push harder. I'm gonna push harder. I'm gonna push harder. Well, push harder, Johnny, push harder, Johnny, push harder. And so then Johnny's like, I can't do it. So then the counselor steps in, Johnny, you can do this. You've done it before. So then the mentor says, okay, let me get on my back with you, and we're going to crawl across this 50-yard line blindfolded, if you remember the, I forgot the name of the movie. We're going to crawl across. So at that point, the coach stepped into a mentor because he walked with him down the field. They were sitting in different positions, but they were walking down the field. So the mission became, the mission was done a little different, but the vision was we're going to cross across this field because we want to win the game. So I hope I'm making sense. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm pulling all the stuff out of my brain at one time, trying to really hone in on what I believe you're saying. The vision, the vision is this big picture, but the mission and how you get there changes over time. It changes, it adapts with the seasons. It does. It does. Yes. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, I'm reminded, I'm reminded of, um, First Corinthians 3, 6 to 7, where, um, and I will just read it because I opened it. Uh, Paul says, this is a letter uh, that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So yeah. then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. And when I think about mission and vision in this simple text where Paul is saying he planted his mission there was to plant the mission of Apollos was to water it and then God the overall visioneer of this whole thing of bringing the good news to the people caused it to happen and that is the vision he put this mission which are small bits and pieces of objectives or things that Paul needed to do, Apollos needed to do, and none of them was going to be successful without the other. And that brings the whole idea of mentorship and coaching and support. And then I will throw in other words in there also, um, collaboration, networking with other people, who are contributing to the same vision, which is reaching the world with the good news, with the gospel, bringing healing to the people. In the nonprofit sector, it could be uh, bringing water to the community, but one organization could be doing something different, you know, like making uh, a building the dam. Another organization could be responsible for teaching people how to treat the water that they are going to drink. Both organizations are doing their missions, but at the end of the day, what we want is clean drinking water. And each and every one of us has a role to play. Again, it brings in another thing. If we are not mentored or coached to do the work that we are supposed to do, we will begin to see each other as competitors and not people who are complimenting each other or collaborators. Yes, yes. And well, that so is well, why so. in the ministry, sometimes people see each other as 
competitors and begin to fight each other because they lost focus of okay. their vision. They have a focus of their mission, but they lost focus of their vision because they are only looking at what they are doing. And anybody else who is doing something closer to what they are doing is a competitor and not a collaborator. Mm. And that's something we need mentors and coaches to help us to see others as collaborators. Dad, come on. Really, really good. Thank you so much. You know, the interesting thing is, Caroline, when you say that, really teaching people how to know what their lane is. And that's what's missing in the body of Christ. That's what's missing in the world. That's why you have so many people backstabbing and backbiting from the church, from the church house to the White House to the outhouse. It's because people don't know who they are. They don't know why they're called. They don't know what they're called to do. And so they're all over the place. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. But if everyone knew what their specific mission was, what they were supposed to be doing at this moment in time, then there would be no jealousy or no one would be stepping in each other's toes because there's only one you. And we may be doing the same thing, but we're not going to do it the exact same way because your unique experiences and skills, my unique experiences and skills are different. And so we're going to bring all of those differently and you will reach some that I can't reach and I'll reach some that you can't reach. But when we come together, the, the apostles, they laid their gifts at each other's feet. People taught that wrong. I went back and read that. I was like, wait a minute. They weren't laying it everywhere else. They were submitting to one another in ministry. They were all equally gifted. They were all equally called. But they recognized that right now I got center stage and so I'm going to stand over here and pray for him while he's going forth. She, uh, she's got center stage. I'm going to stand over here and and then at some point, we're going to flip-flop because we all have the same vision, which, again, is what she said, to win the loss for Christ, for the kingdom. It's the kingdom mission. Yeah. It's the kingdom message, Amanda. Sorry, we don't mean to take over Dr. Henry, but, you know, get stirred up. I can listen to those two all day. <laughs> this, is, this is all great. And, in fact, we're just really confirming, I think, in one way or another, everyone here. Because as we look, everyone here that's on this, on this call has a has their vision, their mission, and yet we are representing all those coming together for yet another mission. And that's the kingdom of God working. That's right. Uh, wow. and, and I think that's why, Caroline, we see competition. We don't see everybody else and the importance of their their mission and the vision that God has given them. And I'm hoping that this is what we're going to demonstrate through this society of, of kingdom minds. So we can say it's the kingdom first. And then we can show others, even by the fact that we're sharing and, um, and agreeing when we agree. And if we don't agree, we're still marching forward because we have a, a shared vision and a purpose and a mission. Amen? Amen. Okay. Amen. I want to change gears a little bit because otherwise we're going to be on this one subject very easily for our whole time. I want to talk about different, if you don't mind, it, different ways to discover a, you know, a fresh mission. Number one, and this one might take a couple minutes to, to discuss, so, so be it. Um, we need to determine who we are. I'm asking a lot of people this question recently. Who are you and who are you becoming? And I, don't, and I want you to answer without using what terms. Who are you? Who are you becoming? Oh. The more we look at 
who we are. And I've got a whole segment we're going to cover next week on self-awareness. Oh, man. I'm talking to people that don't even know what self-awareness is, let alone how to tell me what their self-awareness is. So let's start with who we are. Not what you are, who Anybody you are. Anybody want to take without saying anything using what terms? Who I am. Uh, now, All right. I want to hear this. <laughs> I don't, I'm a guy. That's what you do. Who I am loving. I am a loving woman of God. I love, love, love loving people. And sometimes it comes out very direct because that's who I am. I'm very direct, but I, it's all from like, I want to see people win. I love, love. I'm a loving woman of God. That's, that's how I describe myself. That's who I am. Okay. Now, I noticed I didn't say what I did because I could go on about what I did. So I'm not going to do that. You said who, not what. That's right. Because what we do, uh, this is going to be risky. Now I'm going to save it. Let's, <laughs> let's stay with it. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble yet. Um, Go for it. Pastor Carlos or, or Joshua, Caroline, who, who's following up? Who are you? I am the voice for the voiceless. Mm. Okay. I mean, I could go on for an hour, but. <laughs> okay. Well, go ahead. Share, share a little more. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, that's good. I'll just leave it at that for right now. Everything else that may build up and inflate my ego. So I'm good. Pastor Carlos. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of hard, but it's good at, at the same time. Uh, I'm a warrior. Uh, from, <laughs> that's it. I, I see myself, I feel myself as a warrior. A warrior with a one purpose, the establish of the kingdom of God in this earth. Good. That's a good answer. Now you got a four line. <laughs> yeah. Show those. Uh, how, how to follow the warrior. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I see myself as a, as a princess, a daughter oh. of the most high king and a pioneer in the kingdom. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that one too. Um, do you mind if I share? But of Please. course, I'm cheating because I've already been working on this for months. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and I will say months because um, for the longest time I had difficulty, and it might have been my. Uh oh. I know. To really describe who I am without the what's you know, with what I do and, and, and the result of that. So um, this is what I've got so far. And so, you know, Joshua will have permission to write his book on who he is or his, his chapter. Um, I am a messenger of the kingdom. I am analytical, strategical. I am an implementer and a multiplier. I am dedicated. I am passionate about what I do. I am intentional. I am, by the way, a technology addict, uh, a person who likes to travel, and I love an adventure. 
I am a preacher, mentor. I am not good at expressing personal emotions, but I'm a learner. I am more of a progressive thinker than a status quo thinker. I am patient with myself, merciful to others, and I tend to be a bit socially shy, but I don't shy away from confrontation. That's who I am so far. Wow. Socially shy? Did that come through? That's good. He is shy. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> I will fuck you off. I'm no, sorry. Issue, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure coming through. Mm-hmm. He, shy, I, 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 I do believe it or not. <laughs> no, who said that was shy? Who is that? Me. Oh, give me a break. I am. You'd be surprised. <laughs> well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Jessica's back Everybody there laughing. Up, <laughs> <laughs> and if your wife, if your wife laughs at you, then we know something. Okay. <laughs> Can you catch me up? I was off, frozen. Uh, what I, did I miss? I, you didn't miss anything about you. Doctor Henry, Doctor Henry. Okay, so I didn't know that you wanted a a whole thesis statement. Okay, of the I am's because I could have done that. I'm thinking one liners. So the most thing that that stands out. Well, that was really cheating. That was not fair. So I want to go again. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. Look, I'm a leader's leader. I'm a trailblazer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, all those. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop. I'm just kidding around. I'll stop, though. You're I, think, I think what would be great would be to give our listeners to give our listeners the time to write what they they believe they are and then maybe oh, yeah. share it on the on the broadcast because they can participate and let's see what uh, our, our audience my god ah who are they becoming who they who do they believe they are and then next week we can read some of those that sounds like yeah. a great idea that mm-hmm. is an idea i love that yeah and I just heard, and, and Dr. Hearing, please forgive me. I'm not going to take over your platform. But who? some people are going to get on, and I'll have a word for them. And it's going to be a short word. I, I'm, I'm a seasoned prophet, so I know how to give one, one-line prophecies and move around. I just, I just heard that. Mm-hmm. You do, do what you want to do with it, and I will not buck you. If you want a prophecy, then just comment me in the comments. My God. <laughs> I want oh that's right. Yeah, Jessica wants one too. But but you know we're not gonna do that now. Dr. Harry is getting antsy. No, He's like, no, no while, while we're waiting for those comments. <laughs> while, while we wait for people to, to write something. Should, should we for the I, sake I of time, to reiterate number two? I don't know. Do, do we, if somebody wants to get involved i think that's a great idea that caroline had but if nobody's writing you know we should move on or i just want to reiterate the reiterate the importance of focusing on who we are because yes. god gave us that example he always responded with i am yes I and not god never responded jesus never responded to what he does or what he could do but mm. with who he was and we need to know who we are, not only in Christ, but we need to know who we are 
so that we can understand our mission long before we can mentor other people. You know, I struggled with understanding who I was for so long, but so much of that had to do with the fact that I was not willing to be honest with myself. And being able to not being able to look at myself in the mirror and just being honest and accepting and accepting that Jesus loved me for who I am. Now, mind you, after I accepted Jesus loving me for who I am, I changed. I grew and I loved myself and I started making more loving decisions for myself. And then in doing that, I really got to refine who I was. Who I, have, who I am evolved through understanding what was true about me and what God said about me and what mm -hmm. God's promises were. But it was a journey, but it started with willing to be honest. And I think a lot of people waste a lot of time running from themselves. I knew what my purpose yeah. was when I was seven years old after being molested the first time. I saw it. It came to me. But I ran. I spent a lifetime running from what God called me to do. You cannot, too, bro. You cannot outrun God. He will chase you down and back you up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I That's good. My life is no longer my own. I'm all in. That journey changed everything. So you cannot answer the question who you are mm -hmm. until you're willing to be honest with yourself. Very good. And you said something else that's very important to me, and I just want to stick it in there. Acceptance always precedes change. Amen. Acceptance Amen. precedes change. We need to accept one another before they're going to change. We need to accept ourselves for who we are before we're going to change. There is no bad in us. There are only things that need to be changed. You know what, Dr. Henry, and I want to, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? I'm so sorry. No, 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 not at all, please. I just wanted to speak to that too. The Bible tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So first, you got to love you. You can't love someone else until you love and accept you first. And that's what happened with you, Joshua. Your shirt says it all. Does that say awakening? It does. See, yeah, you are awakening, awakened to the truth that you were created in the image and likeness of God. And when we mm -hmm. accept that truth, that's the truth that makes us free. That's right. Because we've that's everything encompassed in one. We accept who we are. We accept that God is God. And we accept that he's greater than everything. And he created everybody. So we can't hate our neighbor without hating ourselves. And if we Amen. hate ourselves, we can't love our neighbor. Hallelujah. I love that's Jesus. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pastor Carlos, any thoughts? Um, I'm thinking in, in notes uh, to me to catch up with uh, some uh, uh, very good things. Uh, it is going to be important for me. I'm, I'm just uh, writing some I'm notes. Working on your sermon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's, I've been ready. That's all right. One Thank of you. my mentors says this You can steal from me, but you can't copy from me. If you steal it and make it your own, it's just as good as your own. But if you copy me, then you got a problem. <laughs> so That's we true. can steal anything we cover here today. Just don't copy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, that's I'm very reminded. good. Because honestly, you know, that was one of my challenges. And sometimes because of, you know, kind of who we are, sometimes it's still my challenge is to, like you said, love yourself 
or accept yourself. That that's been you know part of my whole upbringing was I didn't accept myself for who I was. So how could God accept me? So mm. I ran from God because I didn't accept myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that I think a lot of people will struggle, struggle with, that. with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's that, the truth that, of the devil. It absolutely. Because he'll use either side of the same coin. He'll take arrogance and you'll think you're all that. Or he'll use, you know, timidity, timidity, and, um, you know, and, and, and use it just with the exact same um, purpose in mind is to keep us from understanding and accepting who we are so that we can get to number two, which is determining our gifts and strengths. Mm. Hmm. You see, God already has the moment that we were <laughs> conceived in his mind. Imagine, not when we were conceived. The moment we were conceived in his mind, he had already given us gifts and strengths. Yes. We came prepackaged with gifts and strengths. Yes. And it can be, you know, uh, uh, you can be a math whiz, a wise counselor, um, a mind for excellence or a mind for business, whatever, I mean, you know, whatever that may be, but we have been given gifts and it's just a matter of determining what are those gifts and strengths. And when we have weaknesses, let's try this for comments. When we recognize our weakness, that is the key to recognizing our strength. Because the weakness we is only the opposite side of the strength coin. Or perceived weakness. <laughs> well, every coin's got a heads and a tails. Every, there's, for every tree of life, there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. There is evil. We understand that. Can evil be used for good? Can evil be changed for good? No, can evil be used for good? Well, I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm thinking I'm changing the question so that we can say yes. Okay. <laughs> can evil be changed for good? Yes. I don't, yes. I don't know if, if evil can be used for good, but evil definitely can be changed for good. Evil can be changed for good because um, the Bible says in, um, in Romans, I believe it's chapter 28, that we know that all things work together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. So when you are walking towards or close in the periphery of your purpose, no matter what evil comes your way, it works to your, it, it kind of works like a platform to catapult you to the next level. So if it is adversity, it opens up your mind to see things from a different perspective and opening up your heart to cry and yearn for things that God wants you to yearn for, to desire, to want to do. Um, and that is why you see so many people who are global changers, world changers, who have gone through difficult situations in their lives, which were evil things done by evil people or people who are inspired by evil thoughts and hurt them. But they turn it around and they end up 
serving people with so much intensity, so much zeal. And you often wonder, why is this person so motivated, so moved? It's because if you look at their background, there's something that came or happened in their childhood, in their adulthood, or whatever age they were, that helped them to focus. And that thing usually is something evil, something bad, some, whatever it is. And why is it that our spirit, the spirit man in us, the, the one in us who responds to God and cries out to God and yearns for God, is shaped and molded by adversity or situations like that? I don't know. But that's how we were created. And we were created in his image and after his likeness. And so when that person in us, our spirit man, goes through adversity, we turn to our source. And when we turn to our source, he reveals to you at a personal level, he speaks to you at a personal level and directs you. So evil that may have come your way to turn you around also is the same evil thing that will help you to cry out to your source and say, God, you are my source. You are my everything. Help me sort this evil out. Then you find your purpose. Then it stops, see, it stops being God help me, but God help me to help those who are going through the same thing that I'm going through. Then your purpose, your, 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 your mission is born out of it. Good things come out of it. Amen. Joshua, you probably want to follow up on that, don't you? Everything that the devil has used to kill us, we get the opportunity to use as revenge on the enemy. Mm -hmm. I, I think about just my life, my testimony. We don't need to go into all of it. I mean, you guys all know it, I think. Um, but those are the very things. Everything that was supposed to take me out and kill me mm -hmm. is what fuels me now to elevate the kingdom. And... Like I'm so like I can't. It's it's really odd to go back and go. I'm grateful I was molested. I'm grateful I battled my sexuality for most of my life. I'm grateful for HIV. I'm grateful for the abuse. I'm grateful for jail. I'm grateful for. I'm really grateful my mom left me in jail the last time. Like to look at that and go, I'm grateful for those traumas and tragedies, is a miracle in itself. But it I wouldn't change any of it. Because it's what makes me so. It's made you who you are. What now? It's made you who you are. I am Joshua. Yes. <laughs> and it's like it's the greatest feeling in the world. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that I don't have That's the Carlo? this not just the scar tissue, but you know, I mean, there's after effects that the mental health side of of overcoming. But I recognize that it's my thorn. And it always reminds me that I, I get to stay connected to the Lord because without him, I'm nothing. Without him, I'm going to go back. I will go back to the darkness. But having this thorn is a reminder to constantly, frequently check in with the Lord and just and, and keep my path straight and to rely on him. And it's not always easy. I mean, anyone that struggles with mental health issues understands that. And, and look, you can love Jesus with all your heart and spend 24 hours a day in the word. It doesn't mean that your mental health issues will necessarily go away. It doesn't mean you won't battle with depression or multiple personalities or whatever. It's still there, but God gets to use it. That's why our testimonies yes. matter. And sometimes 
We are a living testimony throughout our life. The testimony changes, it evolves, it grows, but it's essential that we constantly speak truth. And, and I'm so annoyed. Like This, to me, is church now. Screw the buildings. We don't need the buildings anymore. The buildings have, 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 have perverted what church and Christianity is, in my opinion. Things like this, where people have an open discussion, this is fellowship. This, to me, is pleasing to the Lord that we're having this conversation because it is about the kingdom, but we're also sharing our own unique perspectives about how we want to elevate the kingdom. And also, there's testimony involved in what we're discussing. This is church. This is what, to me, this is what's going to set people free are messages like this and all of like Michelle was on here earlier and what she's doing. There's all of these new movements happening digitally that have become the new church. And I believe it's going to be, it's going to help so, help set so many people free. Um, I've been teaching a lot about how to become new wineskins. Ooh, I can't wait um, to hear this by the way. Um, it's very interesting because it's not that the old is eliminated, the old is made new for those that are willing to be changed. And sometimes it is going through um, those difficulties, recognizing those weaknesses so that, you know, God can, God can add his grace. You know, Paul had whatever weakness, whatever thorn that that was that he would have preferred not to have to deal with. Hey, who knows? It might have been our mental issues. It might have been, you know, whatever. But God said, you know what? In that area of your life, that's where my grace will make up the difference. Amen. And we don't have to, it doesn't have to matter how God does it in us, whether it's through these gifts and strengths that we must recognize that we already have so that we can operate in them, or if it's the weakness, if you will, that we need the grace to make up that difference. Either way, we get to move forward. That's right. I'll say, I mean, sorry. My mind is in Spanish because I'm here in Honduras and so <laughs> some things are slipping out in Spanglish. Which That's okay. Carlos can, can, Charles, Char Carlos can um, uh, attest to, I'm sure, every once in a while just to keep our minds in, in one language. Go ahead. Any comments? Uh, well, uh, the most important thing is uh, uh, when uh, we dis uh, when we uh, understand our our mission and vision is uh, to pursue it with all our strength with all our mind uh, don't be um, uh, don't be afraid of that uh, all the circumstances uh, push us to uh, give away from the for the, our purpose. Uh, sometimes it's a high price to pay for uh, to keep your your your, your path. Uh, sometimes uh, can be a, a, a pressure for uh, came from uh, economics or familiar uh, family circumstances. But uh, I tell you, uh, keep your keep your way. Keep it no matter what. The Lord is gonna fix everything. Don't be afraid for nothing. Uh, it's just circumstances against what you are and what you want to do. 
so and uh, my life has been uh, things like that, uh, and that's why I'm, I'm when I'm thinking about myself, I'm thinking a warrior because I've been a, a lot of pressure for all sides. But uh, I even uh, even sometimes uh, you feel uh, you're losing, and in, in some areas, um, but uh, you're not losing if you if you if you if you keep it that the path God uh, choose for you. Uh, in that way, it's, 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 it's really important to uh, keep your eyes in the Lord, keep your uh, heart in the call, uh, keep uh, yourself uh, ready for him every time. Pressures, circumstances, uh, motives, uh, family, friends can be, uh, can uh, give you some kind of struggles, but uh, uh, even in the purpose uh, to do this, it can battle uh, uh, with you and your mind and your time, but uh, uh, keep it, keep it straight, keep it straight. Uh, life has, uh, in, in my case, life has uh, put some uh, bigger pressures, but that's why when I, when I say I'm a warrior is because I resist. Uh, I, I fight against those things uh, with the with the word uh, resistance, which is uh, it's an, an active opposition uh, to 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 keep pushing forward. So it is it is it is it is crucial uh, if we want to reach what we want is our vision and mission. I love it. <laughs> Dr. Henry froze again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he did froze. Is I'm he mean? Some internet problems again. He's <laughs> mean mugging everybody. <laughs> you have a cold wet weather in, in Honduras, brother? <laughs> oh, gosh. Have mercy. Uh, everything works slow. <laughs> No. Well, we have five minutes. I don't know if you guys can hear me or not? Oh, we can hear you now. Can you hear us? And we can see you moving. Wow. But he froze again. No, he's yeah. moving. Can, can, can you hear me? Yes. We can hear yes. you. I'm yes. going to try and make we one more you. statement. But Yeah, make one more statement. Make one more statement. <laughs> Um, one last statement still with me yeah God's mission is um, almost always involves the things you're already good at and most importantly enjoy doing I'm going to repeat that God's mission for us always involves the things we're already good at and the things that we enjoy is a launching pad launching pad we sometimes think that god has this thing over here when it's already in here i enjoy doing this god will use that for my mission i'm already good at this god will say let's use that to achieve your mission and, and it's not we're always after something that's somehow superficial or supernatural when god starts with what we already have a passion for what we're already good at, and he turns that into our mission. I don't know how much of that you got. Oh, we got uh, all. I of got it in, maybe. Okay, great. Um, 
that'll be maybe our last statement for comments. Yep. Uh, that was beautiful. Uh, so does anyone like this is do some really quick rapid fire last words and then we'll close it out and go on to have the most special, fantastic weekend of our lives. Uh, Caroline, we'll start with you. Do you have any last words? Absolutely. I, I, I really resonate with what you, have, you are saying now. God uses what you already are doing and what you have a passion for. Um, this is something that when I go into working with nonprofits on when they are wanting to start or people when they want to start a nonprofit, I always ask them, you know, you want to do good. What good are you already doing right now in your community? And are you technically skilled? Do you have the skill to do it? Sometimes people lose focus because they see what someone else is doing and they mm -hmm. think it looks sexy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> I stop doing what I am supposed to be doing because it doesn't look sexy, but what Dr. Ruth is doing looks so sexy because she has been graced to do it. In the kingdom of God, a good example is someone who's been called to be an evangelist, to go out there and walk the streets and the you know travel all over the world decides they want to start a mega church just because they see other people who preach the gospel you know like them and they're like i want to stop evangelism and going in onto the streets and everything and start a mega church and let people come to me they set up a church and nobody goes to them but people were going to their crusades and people were coming to them and then they get they they wonder why aren't people not coming to my church because they were not called to be a pastor they were called to be an evangelist so they lose focus because they're good at evangelism they've be they're passionate about it but when you lose focus and you start looking around at what other people are doing and it looks sexy and you think that's great and you want to do it, then you lose focus. The third thing that I would add is what are you good at? What are you passionate about? And then you need support structure around you and people who can call you out when you're going outside of your calling. Because we all know sometimes we lose focus and we need people around us. Mm, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Carlos. Uh, that's really important because it's happening and many uh, for many people, for many ministries, uh, they are infused for another idea. They go to a conference and hear somebody uh, with his uh, uh, focus in his own thing and, and they copy uh, uh, Dr. Henry was saying something about the uh, copy, uh, but uh, it's a very, it's a frustration, a giant size frustration, because uh, they came back from conference, they came back from uh, congresses, and they uh, came with a infusion a lot of ideas. But finally, this the the, the focus is a uh, copy something, uh, take some uh, pieces from different uh, uh, people. Or speakers, and then they try to make it in a in his home ministry. Uh, they uh, uh, they contaminate his own vision and uh, his own passion. Uh, they, they 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 start confusing, and then uh, a year 
pass by and uh, if, if it's a pastor congregation will suffer that. Uh, no growing, uh, frustration, uh, uh, things like that. I, it's, a, it's a very, very common problem in the, in the standard Christian church today. Uh, Dr. Ruth. I, I'm not going to go into a comment because I know we're past time. I, it, you know, when you're ready, I'll just pray if that's okay with Dr. Henry and I'll make it a short prayer. Okay. Then I'll say my last statement. Uh, this is for the audience, really. The dreams and visions in your head are, is God showing you what's possible. So regardless of where you're at in your life, confused about what you're supposed to do in life, addicted, afflicted, you've put yourself in prison somehow, whether it's a mental prison or literally in prison, the dreams and visions that you have is God showing you what is possible and available for your life. God does not mock you. God does not tease you. It is God showing you what he has in store for you, but you have to give up control and surrender your life to him. That is your way out of hell, <laughs> literally and figuratively, and it truly, truly, like if it, I can tell you, like over the years of my life, every time I would hit some type of rock bottom, I don't even know what rock bottom is. I thought it was supposed to happen one time. It's happened like 60. <laughs> every time God would give me a vision of showing me what was possible. Hmm. And when I finally understood that, I was ready to surrender and go, okay, I'm done doing it my way. My, your will, like I surrender. Like, I'm all in. <laughs> Thy will be done. And it transformed my life forever. And I truly, truly am seeing those same dreams and visions come true in my life today. So please, please, please do not give up hope. You're, not, you're never too far gone for God to get his hands on you and help you fulfill your purpose. Very good. Dr. Ruth. I, I just added that to the outline. Good stuff. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone. Amen. No, Dr. Ruth, we're going to pray. Amen. If that's okay, Dr. Henry. Please. Absolutely. Father, we just thank you today for your peace, Lord. We say right now, Holy Spirit, we reverence your presence. We say your will be done, your kingdom come here on earth as it already is in heaven. Father, we say holy is your name. Lord, we thank you for this society of kingdom minds, these great, wonderful believers that you have brought together, Lord, to, to release your word into the earth. Father, we thank you for this global thrust, this global ministry, this global outreach. Father, we thank you for each and every business owner, CEO, uh, leader, pastor, teacher, apostle, whomever, or person who may not know their call that is watching on today, God. We thank you, God, that you would touch them and meet them right at the point of their need, God. Answer every question that they have concerning their lives, God. Meet them, God. Speak to them in the midnight hour as only you can. Father, comfort them and give them what they need. Father, we thank you for your word that says thy will be done and thy kingdom come. Whatever your will is in their life, God, we thank you that you will help them to recognize and realize the tools that are already in front of them that they can use to accomplish your will for their lives. We bless you and we praise you for safekeeping and even peace in the nations, God, peace in the United States and abroad. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. God bless amen. you.
God bless you, everyone. I love you to pieces. Uh, I enjoy this so much and uh, so grateful for all of you. God bless. Good to God see bless. you all. Happy Thank weekend. You. Thanks again Bye. for your time, your input. I took notes for the course. <laughs> so no we copies. just made the course better. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bless you.